What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? And should Christians be expected to follow his example in all things? We will explore those questions and more today in episode 15 of Adventology entitled, To Follow or Not to Follow. Welcome to Adventology, the podcast dedicated to helping you find answers to the big questions of life so that you can live a life of influence that ultimately impacts the world for eternity. Each week, we will explore a different chapter in the story of humanity that centers around Jesus Christ and culminates at His second coming. Whether you know Jesus already or are simply curious about what the Bible has to say about the end of the world, this podcast has something for you. Here now is the host of Adventology, Travis Walker. If you had to define the essence of Christianity to someone who knew nothing about it, how would you do it? Would you define it intellectually as a philosophy, emotionally as an expression of compassion, or maybe you would define it bodily as a set of practices? I suppose there are many ways Christianity could be defined, but I wonder why we often don't simply define it as following Jesus. Now that probably sounds too generic for many of us, but I wonder if the real reason we struggle with defining ourselves simply as followers of Jesus is because so few of us actually know how to do it. Could it be the reason why Christians often hide behind belief, social justice, and contemplative practices is because they don't actually require us to fully follow Jesus to engage in them? Of course, it was Mahatma Gandhi who famously said, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. It is easy to read a quote like that and dismiss it as not applying to ourselves. I know I've been guilty of that. Sure, there are hypocrite Christians out there, but certainly he isn't talking about me. I know I'm not perfect, but I believe what Jesus taught. I try to live by the golden rule, and I go to church pretty much every week and give back. And yet, what I have just done is define my Christianity by my doing rather than by my following. Can I really call myself a follower of Jesus when I'm defining my Christianity by my own standards and traditions? Jesus was pretty straightforward with how he defined who his followers were. He said, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. In other words, Jesus defines his followers as those who are fully committed to him in heart and connected to him through the cross so they can do what he did. And what did Jesus do? Simply stated, Jesus did his Father's will, nothing more nothing less. He said, I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within my heart. And now we begin to find a definition for the Father's will, his law. By keeping the law, Jesus was simply doing the will of the Father. Thus, isn't it only logical to conclude that since Jesus did the will of the Father by keeping the law, that his followers would do the same? This is exactly what we spent episode 13 discussing, that the true followers of Jesus in the last days will both keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. 
Now, when we think of Jesus keeping the commandments, was there any commandment that he didn't keep? Of course not. It would be inconsistent for him to claim to be keeping God's Ten Commandments while at the same time breaking one. In the same way today, would it be consistent for Christians who say they follow Jesus to be following his example and keeping seven, eight, or nine of the commandments, but not all of them? No, this would just remind us of the central criticism of Christianity articulated so succinctly by Gandhi that we don't really follow the example of Jesus as the central figure of our faith. Interestingly enough, the Apostle John anticipated this probability when he wrote, Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word truly The love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. 1 John 2, verses 3-6 through Here we discover the inverse of Gandhi's critique. If we are followers of Jesus, we will keep his commandments. Those who claim to follow Jesus but don't follow his example are imposters. We're going to discuss the implications of this more actually in our next episode. But for now, it's enough to come back to the expectation that followers of Jesus should actually follow him and walk as he walked. Now, when Gandhi was critiquing Christianity, I'm sure he was observing the very stark contrast between the character of Christians compared to the character of Jesus. But could there be one commandment that has been particularly lost sight of? Specifically, the one commandment that begins with the word, remember. Of course, I'm referring to the fourth commandment, which reads, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. We only need to ask ourselves one question. Did Jesus keep the seventh-day Sabbath? If so, then that should tell us whether or not we should still be keeping it today. That is, unless we start defining Christianity differently than Jesus did. Differently than one who has denied himself and picked up his cross and followed him. You see, this definition becomes meaningless the moment we set aside the fourth commandment, the seventh commandment, or any of the commandments for that matter. And if that is the case, we really have to start asking ourselves what Christianity has become. Is it the same religion that was passed down to the disciples from Jesus 2,000 years ago? Or has it been subtly changed and altered to accommodate a wider acceptance? 
does today's Christianity call for the same commitment and self-surrender Jesus required from his disciples? If not, why not? Why would Jesus teach one thing when he was here on earth and then decide afterward to wink and nod at his followers when they refused to take his words and examples seriously? These are questions we must grapple with, especially when we read statements of Jesus such as this one. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say unto me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. In other words, in the judgment, many people who called themselves Christians will be lost because they thought they were following Jesus when they had really never begun or had stopped at some point along the way. Either way, in the end, they weren't following Jesus on his terms. They were following him on their own. And so in the judgment, he looks at them and simply states the reality of the situation. I don't know you. They said they knew him, but didn't do the things that he did. They said they knew him, but refused to keep his law and honor his Sabbath. And as you can see, this has serious implications for us living today, especially when we read what Revelation has to say about the last generation of Christians on earth when Jesus comes, otherwise known in the book of Revelation as the 144,000. Revelation 14 verses 1 through 5 tells us, Then I looked, and behold, a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000 having his father's name written on their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven like the voice of many waters, and like the voice of loud thunder. And I heard the sound of harpists playing their harps, They sang, as it were, a new song before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders, and no one could learn that song except the 144,000 who were redeemed from the earth. These are the ones who were not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are the ones who follow the Lamb wherever he goes. These were redeemed from among men, being first fruits to God and to the Lamb, and in their mouth was found no deceit, for they are without fault before the throne of God. You see, these are the true followers of Jesus, and they stand in contrast to those who are prevented from entering heaven by their own unfitness. In fact, this group follows the Lamb wherever he goes. Wherever Jesus goes, they go. Whatever Jesus commanded, they obeyed. Whatever Jesus did, they did. Thankfully, this is a vision of the future, which means there is still time today to become part of that number. Jesus is no longer here on earth physically calling disciples to follow him like he did with the original 12. However, through the symbol of an angel flying in the midst of heaven, he is still calling his final number of disciples, 12 times 12,000, 144,000 from every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. And what is he saying? The same thing he said when he was here on earth, except in different words. 
The angel says, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea, and the springs of water. Notice the call is still to surrender and repent, but this message also includes a direct quote from the fourth commandment, a reminder to the world what following Jesus looks like, keeping the commandments of God, worshiping the one who made everything. This is what being ready for Jesus is all about, worshiping God for the purpose of knowing him. And how do we know that we know him? By keeping his commandments and walking as he walked. Now, at this point, you might be tempted to say, I can see that Jesus kept the Sabbath. But what's the big deal since so many Christians throughout the ages kept Sunday instead? How can you be right and so many be wrong? This is the fundamental question, isn't it? And while we are going to continue to slowly unpack the answers to that question as this podcast continues, let me encourage you to ask another question to go with it. Am I willing to follow Jesus or not? Because until you answer that question, the other question is somewhat of a moot point since it's really not going to alter the way you live your life. And Jesus himself compared the choice to that of building a house when he said, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Whether you like it or not, according to Jesus, a storm is coming and there is nothing we can do to stop it. We've already talked about the signs of Jesus coming in previous episodes, and they're only going to continue to strengthen in frequency and intensity as we get closer to that day. What you can do today is begin to prepare for it by building your life on the example and teachings of Jesus. Yes, there's a cost involved in following Jesus, but there is a far greater cost in choosing not to follow him. Won't you consider answering the call of Jesus today to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow him by keeping the whole law, including the fourth commandment? Thanks for listening to this episode of Adventology. Our goal in this podcast is for you to be ready for Jesus. And the best way to be ready for Jesus is to spend time getting to know him. Knowing Jesus is everything. And that is why we spent the time today studying what it means to be a follower of Jesus. But don't just take my word for it. Study it out for yourself. And for a hands-on experience, I encourage you to check out our website, adventology.com where you can get a transcript of today's episode along with any of the previous episodes we've already published. 
And if you like this episode, share it with a friend. Or better yet, leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you downloaded this podcast from. It really makes a difference. All right. Well, I enjoyed our time together today, and I look forward to seeing you back next time on episode 16 when we'll explore whether or not the early Christians kept the Sabbath and how it was later changed to Sunday. Maranatha. Maranatha.